<clears throat> Hello and welcome to another episode on <laughs> on spiritual advice from a somewhat barbarian lunatic And to another bonus episode, because I have the feeling you're a very greedy bunch. <clears throat> I'm co-recording this with my camera just to show the process and the heaviness of what I'm lifting here. You know, I'm not saying that so you can pity me. I'm saying that because just think about it for a second. Like just think about it for a second. What's happening here? It's like what is happening here? You know, you may think that you're the hero because you work for money for the industry and because other corporations are growing and getting bigger and I don't want to downsize it but the industry is fucking the planet and I always like to make clear that it is absolutely unclear to me how anybody can believe that planet means round maybe planet means flat and maybe planet has the word plane in it and a plane of consciousness is basically anything so ultimately it doesn't matter whether it's a globe like a round thing or whether it's flat because the truth is that there's space available to us and what I see is that we have no idea how to use that space because the only thing we do with nature is pollute it, use it, rape it, beat it to a pulp. It's like, you know, the other day I went through the streets and then I heard another guy say, yeah, I effed her in the A. You know, I don't have to say it out loud, because for YouTube, I have to be a little bit more <clears throat> child-friendly. But also in general, I don't want to repeat what other people say, because I'm not a bloody parrot, right? And that's what most people are. You know, that's like, including basically everybody. It's just a parrot. You say something to them, and they repeat it. You know, repeat after me, right? It's like, what do I have to say? Because most people actually have nothing to say other than, I'm afraid, and that's why I'm talking. You know, I'm afraid that if I stop talking, 
people will forget that I exist. That's my reason for doing what I'm doing because I just came back from a project I have with a friend where we <clears throat> are trying to make space available. And it's a very good and honest thing, but there are so many pitfalls. You know, that's like the exponential, like, equivalent of an African road full of potholes. Only that it's just basically one giant pothole. And you're trying to look for the places, you know, where's like this hidden path over the pothole that will get you to the other side. And you're basically slacklining over it if you want to. You know, it's like I'm hanging on for dear life, my friend. So what do you think spirituality is? You know, it's a hell ride. It's like, you know, welcome to the suck, to say it in the words of Jarhead, which at the time was a good movie, but I also realized, you know, I can't even read books anymore because I'm so occupied with the mission of creating safe places for children that I don't have much to do other than holding on for dear life. Because I'm one of the people who turned out to be quite somewhat stable. But I also can take only so much. <clears throat> it's like there's a limit to what I can take. And what this revolution needs is money into the hands of people that are trustworthy. Let's say I'm doing this no matter what. You know, I would like to be, I would like there to be an income so that I can sustain myself and so that I can sustain the people that I feel like I can help. Because there's only so much I can do. You know, I'm not really a handyman. You know, I'm the guy that goes slacklining. I'm the guy that's barefoot. I'm the guy that starts dancing around. You know, I can do some kind of handiwork, but if I do such things, it's zapping my strength. And I need support. You know, I have people that support me. That's good. You know, but I also need emotional support. You know, I'm really looking for a woman. You know, I want there to be a woman that can help me. Because I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I'm blind. I'm not really somebody that can pull a lot of strength. Strings. The only thing I can do is, you know, jump into the ocean. But then I'm lost. You know, the way I play chess is... I'm not playing chess trying to kill the king or something. You know, I'm not playing chess to just beat the other guy. And that's the problem, because when I play chess with other people, they just want to steal all my people. 
And that's why I don't like playing chess no more. You know, if you, whether you play against the computer, you know, you make one wrong move and bam, there goes your queen. Because I'm not really paying attention. You know, it's like, well, maybe I'm condescending myself right now. It's like, you know, you're looking down on yourself. Condescension can also go towards yourself. Because I also need to take credit for what I'm doing. Because yesterday, you know, a friend asked me, hey, you know, are you balanced? Are you stable? You know, because, you know, I see what you're doing and that's like a whole, like a hell of a lot of weight that you're holding. And I say, yeah, I'm stable to a certain degree, but I also need help because I'm like, right, it's like dagger into the stomach kind of thing. You know, if I go and help you, it's like, it's like, right, it's like, what the heck? You know, I'm fighting for my life. Because if I go and help you, I basically threaten my own existence a little bit. Because while I'm where you are and I'm doing what you want to do, I stop doing what I want to do and not just what I want to do but what I feel like I have to do what I need to do what is necessary for me to keep existing and that's why I like having this podcast because I can talk about things and I can reflect upon them and I can say things to myself and share them and I don't even have to go into detail for that. All I have to do is find the strength to say something and then say it. And then try and learn from it. And, you know, I'm always with one toe, you know. It's like one side is light and the other side is darkness. So I'm always with one foot in hell. And with one foot in heaven. And that's what's driving me insane. Because when I'm in heaven, I see hell. And when I'm in hell, I see heaven. It's like, what the heck is going on, man? It's like, it's driving me nuts. What am I supposed to do? But it's nice, in a way. To a certain degree. I like it. And at the same time, I don't like it. You know, sometimes I'm wondering, why can I not stay awake longer? It's like I need to sleep. You know, it's like yesterday I heard someone say that. You know, sleeping is called the little death. I actually never heard that. For me, yeah, I mean, what's death? You could say it's a reset. But in French, an orgasm is called le petit mort. You know, I think there are some orgasms that can be like le grand mort, just like the big death. <clears throat> so I can't really say that sleeping is the only thing that resets me. Because what is death? It's a dissolution. Of what? Of boundaries, maybe. 
Because when I'm in this form and I'm in this body and I sit here and I talk and I hold this cup with green tea that I cooked for five minutes or so, and then I let it sit so now it's like cooled down a little. Then what is happening? Well, I can tell you what's happening. I am holding my space and I'm holding on for dear life. The only reason I smoke is because I'm too weak to resist it. Is that true? Sometimes it gives me stability to roll a cigarette or to, you know, roll a joint or to roll something or to hold a cup and drink. Yeah, only these things are fairly short-lived. So I can keep smoking cigarettes because I'm like, oh my god, you know, it's, like, it's killing me. But I can also restrict myself. You know, I can take rolling tobacco, mix it with sage. I take papers and then I take four filters. And then the amount that I can smoke is restricted. And yesterday, sure, I went to my friend, you know, we cleaned out the space that he has. It's fairly big. It's an attic. A really big space. Like, really big. I don't know. How much is it? 100, 100 square meters? 150? No, let's say 100 max. Alright? It's like, it's big. But sure, things have limitations. But it's big, you know, also, it's like, you know, the roof is right on top. And there's no insulation, it's just, uh, you know, you see these, you know, the thing that's, you know, on top of the roof, these, like, clay things, or I don't know what they're made of, these red things that are on top of roofs, sometimes they're also purple. You know, you can see them, which means it's like... It's not like a living room kind of feeling, it's more like a, I don't know, you know, I'm not good with dates. I'm just saying 17th century castle or something. It was like a bit of wind blowing through, which I like, you know. But if you maybe want to invite people at some point, it's better if the soil is not like raw concrete, but more like carpets. And if there's like, you know, a little bit less dust. And a little bit more sealing that actually seals. And so that's a big project. And because my friend is desperate, because he has problems to lift this thing out of the rubble by himself, he asks me for help. Because, I mean, he sees what I'm doing and I'm telling him and he can see me because he also has, you know, spiritual awareness. So he also sees the intention of my actions. And then if I tell you you're a lazy asshole and it strikes home, then that's truth. And if you tell me I'm a lazy asshole, then, you know, it's like, yeah, I know it's not true. Because when I come home yesterday, right, I felt like if I go home right now, I'm going to die. You know, I'm going to feel so heavy, I have to do something about it. So what did I do? I went to like a pub, like a bar, you know, one of these, 
know, somewhat hipster places these right it's like very much on the surface of things you know I have a beard not because it supports me in my masculinity but because it's a nice gimmick you know it's like I spend one hour each day looking into the mirror until my hair is like perfect and then I cut away you know each single hair that makes my beard a little bit like too fuzzy you know that's the kind of people you meet there you know it's like I put a carpet over my head and I'm gonna you know slap butts and touch everyone because you know I just wanna have sex right I just wanna merge into you and I don't even see that I'm doing it you know you know the guy I'm talking about you know he clapped me on the shoulder Every other guy, he just like slapped on the butt and he's got cheek for sure. I mean, he's got cheek. It's not my style. I like to... Because I'm holding myself. If I don't hold myself, I sink into a hole. And sure, do I have to hold myself? Maybe God is holding me, but that's a scary place to be in. Because who's God in the first place? Well, I'm God. But my friend is also God, and the building is God, and the microphone is God. So who's holding who, right? It's like, am I not holding the space? Is that not my job? Haven't I been given the knowledge and the experiences and the insights to know what it means to hold a room? So do I not have to take responsibility for these gifts? You could call them blessings, you may call them a curse, right? A woman that loves you may on one day feel like a blessing and on the next like a curse. Because what does it mean if she loves you that if you're like getting a little lazy, she's gonna be on your back, you know, like nagging on you. like. But I feel like that's like bad women. I think a good woman should also make sure to take care of you, right? It's like, that's what I'm missing. A woman that can take care of a man, but all the women that I meet are just selfish, self-absorbed, you know, sex-driven, I don't know what, whores. You know, I'm saying that. But that's how it is. They basically sleep with anyone. Not just sexually because sex can be extended towards hugs it's a form of sex towards all kinds of things and the people i've met so far you know they're just like you know no wonder the mob exists because they all don't know who they are on their own and that's why yes i went back to my apartment to be alone, but that's a scary place to be in as well. But I also needed to reset myself, to crash. Because, you know, when I'm somewhere and we're building a space, you know, I'm like somewhere in the cosmos. You know, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about this and that and left and right and, you know, righteous and whatever you know what's good what's bad can i do it like this 
you know, is this really my place to be? And say, sure, why not? You know, your place can be wherever your place can be. And, you know, I like having my hair also like this in a while. Because if I'm always this neat kind of guy that wears his hair like, oh, you know, I lose respect for myself. I can do this, you know, I can be sexy. But, you know, I feel empty now. Which is a good sign, because I did the right things, I believe. You know, I felt like if I would go home right now, you know, I would, I tried it the day before, you know. I went to him, we had a talk, you know, I did some other things and I went back home and I was so heavy. I couldn't even, you know, I could do nothing. You know, it was like knock out. And to yesterday I said, you know, I'm going to do a little different. I first looked for someone which I also would consider a friend to a certain degree. It's like a strange friend because, I don't know, I only see him on the streets when he's drunk, basically. And he drinks a lot, like two bottles of vodka in one night or something. A crazy man. You know, I use it to wash my mouth, which helps. And then I go... And then I go and I look for him, he wasn't there, and then I thought, where am I gonna go now? Well, I had a bit of money, and I thought, let's go to that bar. And I went there. I went to the bar. And I wanted a coffee, but they said, coffee's out because it was past 12 or something and so I ordered a beer then I sat down and then I was unsure am I gonna dance didn't feel like it because I already danced so what did I do I drank the beer and then I rolled a cigarette and I went to smoke and I stood there and I spoke to nobody and then I went back and I kept drinking my beer and I sat there in my dusty outfit Thinking about Johnny Depp and whether he would be like this. And... I was waiting for the moment until I would leave and then I drank a Sambuca with one coffee bean. That's apparently all that they had. And then I drank that and then I waited. And then I left. And I turned on some incense, you know, Nakchampa. 
and the I think he owns the bar. He got mad about it, man. You know, he got nuts. It's like, what's this smell? What is this smell? And he was like suspicious of me. Because I just arrived and I'm probably the only one who would do something like this. And I was like, smell? <laughs> what do you mean? Later I told him where I put it. Because he felt really uneasy. He's like, you can't do that. It's like, why not? You know, it's like clearing the space a little. And when I left and then I came home and I, I thought about what I would do and I realized you need to shower first thing. And I showered. I'm not sure what I did then. I think I just went to sleep. Because I was dead. It's like, you know, I feel like I'm really at a dead end. It's just like nothing here anymore. But we're building from scraps. You have to understand there was a war in Germany. Like, we lost a lot of men. And the men that remained are the children of the fathers that, you know, were drowning themselves in alcohol and beating them. They were emotionally inaccessible. Which is then the generation of my parents. That were also a little bit emotionally unavailable. Well, that's what it feels like. You know, we didn't have the kind of space to, you know, emotional space to invite lots of people and do like satsang and be like, because we were busy holding our own family together. So you can ask me, what am I doing helping these people? Anyone, basically. Well, I don't know, but that's what I want to do and it makes me cry. But it also sets me straight. Because I could have gone and looked for a job to sell clothes. And people realize I'm reluctant to do so. And so they started giving me money. Because I work spiritually. I go and help people. And I continue to help them. And they see it. They may not understand it. But they're grateful that help is being given. Because that's what I'm doing. And now I'm settling a little into the idea that I'm going to leave this apartment again. But I also feel like the weight of the idea of cleaning my dishes is like overwhelming. Which is why I'm probably going to not clean dishes now. Because it's too much. You know, I don't have a proper kitchen. I have a kitchen, you know, a place where I can cook. But I have no sink, which is why the dirty dishes are in the bathtub. And I just made more food 
which is in a way like, all right. Strange but true. Truly strange. But I'm dead. It's like, I'm dead, you know, I'm like dead. Or I have been reborn. And what I don't understand is that the heaviness of this kind of birth is getting tougher and tougher. It's like three o'clock now. And I was in bed, maybe it yet. Yeah. Let's say three o'clock. And the night before the same thing. And then it takes me all day until three o'clock till I manage to somehow get out of bed. And then I start walking towards whoever I'm gonna meet. I'm like almost in some kind of stupor. You know, just put one front foot in front of the other and keep walking. And I'm grateful that the road is downhill. Because if it would be uphill, yeah. You see, I don't know what I'm supposed to do today. I don't know what I'm supposed to do today. What's my mission? Where am I supposed to go? So, as freeing or liberating as whatever spirituality and oh wow you know I only want to do what I feel you know if you listen to John Strzelecki you know I listen to audiobooks that thing called the why are you here cafe what's it mean What does it mean? What does it mean? You know, why are you here? And then there's one woman, she explains it and she says, yeah, I just started doing every day a bit more of what I like to do. Yeah, but what do you like to do? Well, this and that and this and that. Okay, so now you're only doing what you like to do. You know, that's like a fantasy. Because the things I'm doing aren't necessarily what I like. Or just because I like them doesn't mean that it's easy to do them. You know, I like freedom. Well, that's a struggle. You want to be free, put in the work. So you need the mentality of a warrior in order to survive this. Because if you don't, you're gonna end up like Chester Bennings. Because he wasn't a warrior, he ended it because he was a sniffler. <laughs> you know, I wanna run away, never say goodbye. <laughs> Yeah, what did he leave? 
I don't know. Did he have children? Well, now they have no father. You know, I liked him. I listened to him when I was younger. But I also have to acknowledge that as an idol, he can only bring me to that. You know, if I have him as an idol, I'm going to stop. You know, if I have Trungpa Rinpoche, which Ramas, Ramdas speaks a lot about, I'm going to be a chain smoker. Right? It's like, who's telling me what to do? I don't know. But I have to make the shots. You know, I want to help there. That's heavy. That's a challenge. I'm going to feel like, you know, I've been beaten to a pulp. You know, some days I'm going to feel good. But mostly it's going to be hell. Because there are certain things that are zapping your strength. It's like, you know, you build up energy and something takes it away. Maybe smoking is killing me. And maybe it's helping me. You know, it's hard to say. Sometimes I feel like it's helping me. Because just now I came back and then I woke up. And I was like, what am I going to do now? You know, so I, wow, you know, I feel dead. Actually, I felt good. I was playing music and I was dancing around and then I got bored. Because I'm alone in here. I could have cleaned. And then I smoked a cigarette and then I got tired and then I slept. And I just woke up. It's a weird thing. Was it the smoking? Was it the alcohol? Was it supposed to happen like this? Because I can say I like smoking, but what's the cost of smoking? What is the cost of smoking? It's like, I don't know. I don't really know. Like, I'm just talking about tobacco with sage, yeah? You know, I'm not sure anymore. It's like, does Rappé help me or am I just a junkie? It's an honest question because I feel like a junkie. And if somebody says you're a junkie, well, he's probably a junkie himself because, you know, I'm a junkie on sugar. I rely on, you know, I'm shaking right now. My left hand is somewhat shaky. Because I've also, you know, I'm trying to eat sugar less. So I'm replacing, normally I would just have eaten sugar now. If I would have had sugar here, I would have eaten sugar, but I ate rice with coconut cream and green curry paste from like a Thai shop and banana. And then I put some chicory, like, I think, I don't know if it's lettuce, I think it's more like cabbage. It's a bit like pak choy. I put that in the oven with tomato sauce, so I can eat it later, I think. Because I have an appointment to eat cake, which I feel is stupid, but maybe it's good.
okay, I'm settling into... And I don't know if it has to be a drag. Because I always think I have to hold people up, but maybe they hold themselves. I think I need people to hold me. And that's why I'm always sinking into a hole when I'm alone, because there is nobody here. I'm just alone. And there are people that need support. Not everybody needs support, but when I'm alone, I'm basically in hell. And then, yeah, sure, man, I'll smoke a cigarette so I can sleep. So that I have to spend less time alone. But that's, of course, also a little bit... You know, I want to have a drone. I want to make videos with drones. So that I have something else to do. You know, just to film things. Maybe it's stupid. Maybe it's unnecessary. But I also like things that keep me busy. And what keeps me busy is doing things. Having a mission, having a goal. So the reason I'm making this recording is because it brings me back to myself. It reminds me why I'm here and what I have to do and that it's a challenge and that I want to do it because it's a challenge. Because I've made so many choices that showed me, right, it's like through all the experience that I made, I chose to make them and while I was making the experiences, I also chose you know, in which direction it was supposed to go. Because I was listening to how I feel about things. Okay, do I want to cheat on this woman? Do I want to have sex with this woman? Or just wait for the other one that I'm like strangely deeply in love with? Which is a heavenly hell or a hellish heaven. And so I come back to this apartment. And I feel like I've lost myself. And then I do things to find myself again. And I don't want to leave now. Now I'm here, I feel good. Because this world out there is a scary place. And that's the moment where I say, I think I'm going to smoke before I leave. No cannabis, just tobacco. I don't know if that is wise. But it activates my shadow. And because it activates my shadow, my light can rest a little. Right? It's like the spirit also needs sleep, I believe. So that everything you've taken in, because I live my day basically like a child. But in the evening, there's nobody to cradle me, so I have to cradle myself. No, I have to make sure that I eat. I have to make sure that I sleep. I have to make sure that my apartment is somewhat clean. I have to make sure that if I have an appointment, I'm going to arrive there. I have to make sure that whatever mission I have, what I feel I have, is going to happen, but also not, you know, I cannot control it because it's too big. All I can do is do what I'm doing, which is create content, 
make myself available, show that I exist, show what is possible physically, show that life is a challenge and that you need to do something in order to have something. And if I wouldn't have people that support me because of the work that I'm doing or generally support me because they see potential in me, then I would probably live on the streets, I'm aware of that. And that's why, because these people help me, I also want to give back. And so when I come back home, I'm preparing myself to give again the next day. So first I have to recharge, I think. If there would be a woman here, you know, I could cuddle. I could smell her. You know, I could snuggle up to her, you know, and just like hold each other. But no woman has an interest in that. Not really. Because you see, I cannot go further than you come into my direction. Because if you don't come into my direction, then you're expecting me to run after you. And that's really stupid. And that's what all women want, right? They think I have to rescue them. Because they're all pussies. All women are cowards these days. You know, I'm expecting you to come to me if you want something. Because I've shown you what I can do. I've told you how I feel about you. And you stay away. Which means you're a little pussy. Or maybe you still need time. Yeah, can't even drop me an email. Sorry, but how emotionally insecure are you? Do you have a feeling you love someone? Well, you take charge of it. You know, there are women who do that. Only I've never found one. I've found women. But they were always okay when I left, you know. They were always okay when I left. Even happy at times. To get rid of me. Crazy man. Not one woman. Not one has had the balls to say cheers no I want you more than any other man and I'm gonna fight for that maybe there is one you know I haven't entirely given up hope but I have and maybe cigarettes are zapping my strength it's possible it is. And maybe they help me. It's possible. I sometimes feel like, you know, I go to a place and it's dirty and I clean there. And then I go back. It's like there's this heaviness in my lungs. And it's not my heaviness. And I feel like too heavy to do breath work, for instance. Too heavy. Or am I too lazy? Is that an excuse, right? It's hard to say. You know, why do I smoke cigarettes and tobacco? 
Because I feel like I need it. Because I feel like I have made a contract with a plant, which is tobacco. And in order to connect with that spirit, because I didn't know I would smoke and sleep, maybe I wanted to. But maybe my feelings said, smoke and sleep. And I said, alright, I feel like smoking. And then I realized, oh wow, I actually wanted to sleep. So that I can fight another day, right? Sometimes it's like, you know, sleeping is like giving up on being awake. Because if you cling to being awake, it's like fear, right? And so in a way, sleeping is also an act of courage. Which is weird to see it that way. Because sometimes I can't see properly. I cannot see properly what's ahead of me. You know, I see like visions, blurry things. But sometimes when I smoke, it helps me. And I think I'm also doing it to just not be too up in the air because smoking somewhat grounds me and sometimes I'm grounded I'm tired tobacco is somehow grounding because it comes from nature and they say you know to a cigarette they say it's a lung lung bread Lungenbrötchen is the German term in a way it's true You know, and that's all I ever knew. You know, now I feel like singing. And I just rolled a cigarette. Is that weird? You know, why do I feel like singing now? And then why do I smoke? Maybe because I want to stop singing. And that's it. <laughs>